I'm Rhett. And I'm Brandon. And we're, we're the, the House Dads. Dads. Because we're dads who sell houses. But we're also husbands, business owners, sports freaks, Christians, friends, marketing nerds, TV show bingers, and so many more things. Like so many of you, we're just trying to do it all. We're trying to do it well. And that's what we're here to talk about. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the House Dads podcast. You're in for a treat this time. We have the Johnny Lombardi here on set. Glad you're here, man. Thanks for having me, guys. It's going to be fun. Uh, I, uh, I'll i tell you guys, I, this is the first time that Johnny and I actually got to sit down and meet and talk, <laughs> but I feel like I've known you for a while. Uh, we've yeah. kind of run in a few fem- similar circles, and uh, I don't want to give too much away to about <laughs> what we're about to get into, but uh, I've got to meet a lot of your protege, some people that have spoke <laughs> really highly of you, and then you are now at the school that I went to, my alumni. Denham Springs represent. Come on. And so uh, I've gotten to watch from afar a lot of the fruits of your labor, not only just the people that you've invested into, but the actual product that has been put out. And I just love it, man. I just admire it all from afar. It's excellent. It's something that I brag on that like my school is doing that so many others are not, but even more so not just the product that you produce, but the people. Everybody I've ever talked to, all the students that have come through, said, "Man, we love Coach Lombardi. We love Johnny. We love like they just. Uh, it just it's it's cool. I'm glad to have you here today. But enough of all that. You got <laughs> a little bit more of a personal relationship. We were just talking about getting roasted in the fantasy football chat. Yeah, so yeah. you could talk a little bit more about all the other stuff. So Rhett, take it away. So what that. Brandon was trying to say is expectations are high. Yeah. Tonight. So <laughs> I hope you brought the heat. Following yeah. up the house moms with this man. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Isn't oh it? boy. No. Um, Yes, Johnny and I, we, we go back. We were trying to figure out the math of how many years. Uh, we landed on 2015. Yeah, about then. We, uh, we went to the same church, and we were in the trenches with leading the youth in church. Mm-hmm. Man, that's the hardest job ever. Yeah. I've heard it's tough. Yes. Yeah. No, but he, we were both uh, in the leader leadership, um, I guess, capacity with, with trying to figure out how to lead youth and <laughs> their youth struggles. and. <laughs> Two guys are struggling themselves. Like, our guys, well, let's try to figure this out together. But, yeah. you know, going through that and, and some hard, hard things with youth, you know, it, uh, naturally the leaders get closer to, right. and of course that, you know, that kind of went into after we, we did that, you know, mm-hmm. being in the same uh, group of friends, um, same circles. We're in a, a dynasty football league. We're just talking about how that league. We started out, and we were both a little hesitant. Like, this is not going to last. Right. Yeah. What is it, eight years now? Seven or eight years. Seven. Same group of guys. Man. Yeah. And um, I have won the championship one year. Early on, yeah. I think I may have peaked too soon. Mm. Johnny's still fighting for it. Uh, zero. Zero championships. <clears throat> but that's the thing we're about working a dynasty. Our way there. Yeah. That's the thing about a dynasty. You're building the foundation. Oh, yeah. One day, it's Perpetual just going year after year <laughs> after year. I'm just there for the friends. That's it. You know? What what is the trade that you get harped on so bad for? We don't need to talk about it. That doesn't need to be uh, public uh, information. We'll uh, shoot us a DM (laughs) if you want to know what the trade is, but he'll get, he gets constant stuff for it. But but either way, yeah, so we've grown pretty close uh, through that regards. And then of course, um, you know, kids come in the mix and then careers and, you know, you lose a little touch. But um, when we were thinking about guests, um, Believe it or not, Brandon is the one who mentioned it. I was like, yes, that's incredible. So, uh, yeah, we're happy to have you, man. And um, we're excited to kind of dig into who you are and what you do and how you do it, all the ins and outs. Um, So, giving you the floor a little bit to kind of give us a snippet of like, or it doesn't have to be a snippet, it can be as long as you want, man. The floor is yours. But who you are for people people who don't know you, um, what you do, you know, a little bit about your story. All right, so I am uh, currently a teacher at Denham Springs High School right here uh, in town. Uh, this is actually my fifth year uh, teaching, which it seems crazy that it's been already five years <laughs> yeah. since coming down here and being here. Um, I'm originally from Chicago, so Chicago. No, no, Chicago. no connections to Baton Rouge, Louisiana wow. at all. Yeah. Um, City of brotherly love. Yeah, love it. Um, Just kidding. It's- <laughs> Philadelphia? I'm, I'm not from Philadelphia. I'm not an what Eagle, is Eagles the Windy City. Windy City. Windy City. Yeah. Windy City. So uh, grew up, born and raised in Chicago, and really had no plans ever to leave. Like, family's all there. Yeah. Really kind of had no reason uh, to leave. Um, but ended up actually deciding to come down to LSU for college uh, because of the Manship School uh, College oh, okay. of you know, Journalism and Communications um, was the path that I wanted to 
um, go into college. Um, and the big reason for that actually was my high school had a really big broadcasting and video program. So that was a huge part of my life. Um, growing up and then in my four years in high school was kind of doing exactly, not exactly, but very similar to what, what you do DSTV now. is That's now. Really cool. right? So that was a huge formative uh, time for me to figure out, hey, I really love this stuff. I could, I want to go try to make a career in this. Yeah. Um, came down and visited LSU, um, decided I just kind of fell in love with the campus, fell in love with Baton Rouge, and it was a huge risk. My parents weren't quite sure of are we okay with this? Right. Is this going to be good? Right. Um, but I wanted to do it. Didn't know a single person um, and came down uh, for my freshman year uh, and was really, really homesick that first semester. Yeah. It was really rough. Were, um, you, were you LSU fan growing up? Or no. no. No, okay. No, no, no literally like, like zero. You're like, let me just see what happens. Yeah. It's a brief no the story. Did you yeah. grow up in like Kevin McAllister's subdivision outside of Chicago? <laughs> not, not quite, yeah. Or was <laughs> it like <laughs> suburbs of Chicago? I've only been to Chicago a couple times and I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a great city. I love city. the down, like, you the, know, that's yeah. all I've done, but. It's a great city despite its many flaws. It sure. is a, there is a beautiful part of it that yeah. is, is Sorry, nice. Chicago listeners. Sorry Chicago to all listeners. my yes. hometown listeners. <laughs> um, uh, I grew up in the west suburbs. Kevin McAllister, home alone, right. is yeah. a little bit more in the north suburbs. Okay, so cool. if you want to go see cool. the Kevin McAllister so, house, you can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just went on sale, I think, recently. Yeah, I think so, I like, saw a that. lot of money. Yeah. Like, it was not cheap. But yeah. It's a very nice area of town. Winnetka is very nice. I also built a Lego set of Kevin McAllister. It's all brand on socialism. Yeah. You know, kids built that. <laughs> yeah, all of them, not me. <laughs> Sorry, that was just important. It was on my mind. I had to say it. Chicago's know, so. great. Visit in the summer if you can. There's a lot to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so grew up there and then came down here to LSU. Uh, rough first semester, but then that second semester freshman year got plugged in uh, and started working at Tiger TV on campus. All cool. right. And so once I started that, just the homesickness went away. I yeah. fell in love with it. It just was like, this is great. I'm loving it. Um, worked in a bunch of different capacities during college at LSU, at Tiger TV, reporter, uh, producer, anchor on our news sh and sports show, cool. sports director for a time, um, game day show host, all sorts of different things, um, building those skills. Uh, graduated from LSU, and uh, before that I had interned at WAFB for a summer here in town, yeah. uh, which is an awesome experience, um, working with Steve and Jock, and uh, I believe it was Chris Hagen at the time who cool. was also there. Uh, and that was a, a huge um, moment for me to kind of get into what an actual professional yeah. thing looks like, right. you know, because when you're in college, you have so many different, you know, do I go like the ESPN route? Do I go more creative route? Do I go the local news route? Where in the country do I want to go? There's all sorts of different things right. yeah. um, or options that you have. Uh, and so getting to intern there was huge for me. Graduated, got hired at WFB, worked there as a morning show producer um, and also as a sports producer and reporter um, as kind of uh, like a fourth man type deal. What years is um, that? This is about 2016. So I graduated in winter of 15. So yeah. 2016 was my first year. I'm marking big sports moments and things in yeah. my mind that I'm sure you got to cover a lot of cool stuff. So 2016 was a wild year. If you, you remember, 2016 was crazy. And yeah. I was in like news that whole year. So yeah. I was on the morning news. Uh, show wow. locally here. Yeah. Um, think about all the things even locally that happened in that yeah. year that were just the crazy, flood. the flood, all yeah. sorts of different things. Um, and so that was a huge learning experience for me yeah. first year out of school in a new setting, which I hadn't really done news. It right. really yeah. had just been sports. Right. Uh, so doing news and doing sports on top of that, there yeah. was a lot That's of, a lot. uh, it was tough. Um, what but time it, do you have to get to the studio for a morning show? I had to get there at three. <laughs> three yeah. So like my well. schedule was completely flipped. So it was like, Wake up at two thirty, get in at three. My shift, my shift was three to nine um, through those morning shows. <laughs> nine a.m. If I had a sports assignment, maybe it was like a football practice or something that was kind of in the morning or early afternoon, I'd have to kind of hang around and go do that and sure. get that done. Um, if I had something at night, maybe I'd go home and nap a little bit, and then come back. If I had nothing, I would go home and blackout curtains like this, sleep. try to I sleep. I think they, I remember those yeah. days. Were we still doing youth at that time? Oh, yeah. yeah. I we, remember <laughs> youth, of course. They don't exactly want to hang out except for later hours. No, of course. Yeah. So you're like, hey, man, I got to go to bed. <laughs> so I got to wake up at 2.30. Yeah. So juggling like things like that That's outside of work, juggling kind of almost like two jobs in one. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it was quite a year. Yeah. Quite a year. Wow. Um, so going from that. Ended up leaving WAFB in about in 2018, I believe, in spring of 18. 
Um, I was just kind of wasn't really able to move up and it just, I had an amazing time there. There's wonderful people there. I, a lot of amazing relationships with people who were there. Um, but just kind of felt like I was ready to, to leave. And actually yeah. I moved back up to Chicago. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> fully, uh, with the intention to pursue a media job somewhere yeah, in Chicago. Sure. I didn't know exactly what that looked like. Um, but that's kind of what I was going for. Um, and got up there in that summer was kind of, you know, applying for different jobs, you know, broadcast, but also kind of creative stuff, all sorts of different things. Nothing was really hitting. And I was at a block party and one of my neighbors is a high school teacher at a local high school. Uh, and he said, you know, hey, man, like if you're if you're looking for a job, like we're looking for, you know, special ed pair professionals to come in. And, you know, I, I, you know, I trust you. I know you. Yeah. It, it would be, you know, something to kind of that you could do. Um if you think you'd be good at it. Right. And so I thought about that a little bit and I, I'm like, I have got no job right now. I'm not getting paid. Sure. Like, you know, okay, maybe I would be good at this. Like, right. I've never mm -hmm. been in an educational setting. I, right. You know, I've, I've kind of had a thought before, like, you know, maybe because of the good experience I had in right. high school with, with media stuff, right. I kind of always in the back of my head was like, I think I could be good at yeah. teaching video in that capacity. Yeah. I, I never really pursued that, but I thought I could see myself being decent at that. Yeah. Um, got hired at this school and was a para for that whole year at this, at this school and just kind of fell in love with the school atmosphere and being on campus, being a teacher, helping these kids. It was an incredibly rewarding experience. Um, I loved it a lot. Um, and then got to do some sports stuff with that school. So like yeah. they had a, um, a, a PA announcer who was kind of getting older and he's like, hey, you know, if you can come in and you have this experience, yeah. can you come in and help with like wrestling and yeah. soccer and these different things? And yeah. I was like, you know, sure, I guess. And so, uh, helped stepped in and kind of did that for them and, and did, you know, public address, you know, in the, you know, welcome to the, you know, in the, <laughs> in the awesome. arena for wrestling and for <clears throat> soccer. And so that was really fun. I actually coached freshman boys volleyball that spring also. Oh, that's uh, and so that was just a blast. Like one, <laughs> one of the most fun experiences I've ever had, um, was coaching that year. Um, and then through that, I had maintained a relationship with Kelly Jones, who I, cool. who I had gotten, yep, to know I, uh, yep, I'd gotten to know while I was at WAFB pretty well. Um, and him and I had just kind of been talking throughout that year of, you know, what, you know, I'm teaching now. Great. Cool. And, you know, everything about coming back to Louisiana, uh, you know, well, maybe we'll see. Um, and we had just kind of been talking and then he reached out to me in the spring and said, Hey, we're opening up this new STEM center at the old, uh, Southside elementary. Um, we want to do a, um, a video media type of program. We don't really quite know exactly what, but we have a few guys in our school right now who are really doing that stuff on their own. And we want to kind of provide them a space. One of those guys is sitting right over here. <laughs> That's pretty um, cool. And, he's, and they said, you know, you're kind of the first name that we thought of, of maybe now that you're kind of in education, reaching out and seeing if you'd be interested. Yeah. And um, that kind of it just was an immediate, yeah. basically an immediate yes yeah. for me. I'm yeah. just thinking, you know, I still have a lot of, you know, friends and community down in Baton Rouge. I really, I loved living here. Um, and then getting to go to a school where I get to kind of start teaching right away right. and build a program from nothing yeah. and kind of just see where, where it goes. Uh, and so that's the crazy roundabout path of how I got to from Chicago so to cool, Denver man. Springs. That's, now. that's an so. honor of like, hey, they know you moved away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can still reach out because that's a that's a big ask. Like, yeah. Could you move all yeah. the way back down here? It, it was un, it was an, an incredible honor and very humbling and just just so thankful that they uh, thought I was worthy so for the cool, task. Man. Yeah. Well, it's 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 neat to hear it full circle for mm -hmm. you because I can connect some dots in there. Kelly Jones, my principal, incredible guy. And then, and like Johnny mentioned, Caden is behind the camera, produces mm -hmm. our podcast, films our podcast. He does all of my real estate videos, all of our church content in mm -hmm. coming up in your program as long as well with his brother and so many others that are making careers out of things they yeah. learned, you know, and, and had your help with is, is pretty incredible. So tell us a little bit more about the, 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 the daily, uh, your daily processes now, like what, what you guys are producing so much incredible stuff at DSTV, but and just tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing, what the normal week looks like for you, like sporting events and all the other stuff you're attached to. Tell us a little bit more about those responsibilities and job duties now. So basically on the classroom end of it, I'm still teaching regular curriculum of our STEM, LSE STEM film yeah, okay. media cool. classes. So I, I am in the classroom during the day right. in terms of, okay, we have basic film this hour. I got advanced film this, you know, and, and so teaching through those classes 
uh, for those younger kids who are coming up or whatever kids who are yeah. choosing to take those classes. So mm-hmm. um, on a week or a day, teaching that curriculum. And then every other day we have our DSTV class, right? So our kids who are in, who have applied and gotten into DSTV, they are in our seventh hour class. And that's kind of, I, I, what I call a creative study hall. Yeah. Right. So they come in and it's kind of like, Hey, we got this stuff on the docket or whatever you're working on. This is your time to work on it. Right. So, um, so they'll work on that in class. You know, we'll talk about, okay, we got these games going on this week. We got football Friday, whatever. Let's, you know, schedule it out. Um, whatever, you know, it's not just video that we have, right? So we do a lot of photography. So our photographers, you know, maybe they're editing their pictures. We do a ton of graphic design. Right. So our kids who do, you know, posters or graphic design, Hey, we got girls soccer tomorrow. We need a game day graphic, do that and have it done by the end of class. Right. Um, so a whole bunch of different people kind of working on different stuff. Um, it's hectic in terms of the amount of games that we have, especially this month in January. People kind of would think that January would be a slow month you know, football season's over, it's January. This is probably our busiest month really? of the year because you have four so teams sports. playing. Yeah. Soccer, both soccer teams and both basketball teams. All right, so we got games this month where you have three games a night. Yeah, and, it's wild. And, and it's, so trying to manage that, balance that, where do we go, where do we not go, who's available <clears throat> um, is tough. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, and we have our documentaries that we're producing so we have all access right now is our girls basketball documentary kind of like a hard knocks yes following the team (laughs) which has been an incredible it's been so much fun it's the first year we're doing something like this um and it's just been a blast to follow the team they're number two in the state right now which just helps it be so exciting yeah um, so that's been so fun. We had summer season this past summer was a football yeah. documentary. We had the robotics documentary last year that we're doing again this year for the robotics team. So all sorts of different kind of projects, hype videos, documentaries, yeah. just regular kind of, you know, with, we'll probably get into this later too, but with social media, with reels being so big, we're right. trying to figure out, okay, how do we take our long form stuff and make it into short form? Right. How do we take how do we do that? Yeah. Right? What's the deliverable method where people are going to want to watch and mm-hmm. consume and how do we measure that? Yeah. It's kind of the challenge. I think what's neat is if you haven't seen the type of stuff that you guys are putting out, you may be thinking, oh, these may be high school students that are putting out, I, I hesitate to say this, but like high school quality stuff. Yeah. This is next level stuff. Like these yeah. are things immediately when professionals are hiring folks and everything like that. Mm-hmm. This is the type of uh, excellence, the type of yeah. quality that you would expect of any professional. And these are high school yeah. students under your guidance and leadership, being able to produce it from just the walking on the football fields and you see the graphics with the player cards and like yeah. the different stuff out mm-hmm. there from the social media posts and the schedules in the videos, like the, the all access that he's doing with the, the girls basketball team. I'm like, Netflix, pick this thing up. <laughs> like, cause it's like, man, it's, it's such good quality stuff. And, and so I it, love it. And I, appreciate that. And it's all true. What you just said, it takes buy-in from the kids for that to even be a possibility. It it took buy-in from those guys five years ago to kind of just start getting those balls rolling and for kids to kind of pick up and believe like, Oh wait, like we actually can do these things. We can do really cool stuff. We can be passionate about this to the point where like that foundation was built. And, you know, four years later, we have students who have their own equipment and, or they have the ability and the, the hunger to, go out and actually do it to be an executive producer on something like all access, which, you know, we have it's student produced and, you know, I'll shoot video for it sometimes, but as much as I can get, Hey, we got three kids coming to tonight's girls game. Y'all are all shooting. I'm just sitting here. That's awesome. And and so like, for me, that's the best when I can like not have to be there or have to do it and they are there. That's the best for me. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That leads in pretty well to the next question, but my experience from, from my high school the class that you mentioned, we had a TV productions class and everybody wanted to do it solely because the teacher did not give a, he didn't care. About <laughs> I don't even know what we, how we got graded in that class. We just literally walked around school with a camera and made stupid videos. You talk about high school level videos. Yes, that was high school, <laughs> we level, were high school videos. level videos. And it was, uh, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. But sure. By no means there were, there was no passion yeah. in what anyone was doing. Yeah. Um, so that kind of leads into like the next question of, you went to school, you started in broadcasting and like not necessarily teaching. Was there an ounce of you when they asked you to come back or when you started any sort of teacher capacity of like, ugh, I'm gonna have to put up with like kids who just don't care or, you know, how do you, how do you give passion to a high schooler who doesn't know what they're gonna do with their life? Like, was there an ounce of you thinking, no, teaching is not for me? 
That's a really good question. Um, I'm sure leading youth helped. Yeah. Okay. So that, that did help having yeah. that experience early on of like, okay, how do you, like leading a high school kid in that season of life? How do we even do that? Definitely helps. Um, I think it would be arrogant to say that there was none of that. Um, yeah. In me. Um, I think there's always kind of some hesitancy sure. of like, can I do this? Am I really cut out? Like, especially with education and schools, you just never really know what you're yeah. walking into. Like I knew Denham was a great school because right. I knew kids who had gone there and I knew kind of what, you know, the, the culture was that I was walking into, but you just never know for sure. Um, but I think, I think I did have some confidence of like, I think if things work out right, I can, I could end up doing this well yeah. and right. And with the right situation, with the right buy-in, um, I think I could figure it out, especially being an outsider coming into education right. is a whole different, I think, mindset than someone who's been in education since college. And from the beginning, I think I just see things differently sometimes. And yeah. not that that's good or bad or wrong or different. I think it, I just have a different view. I think it's very experientially good. coming into an educational setting, which yeah. can be very kind of structured and yeah. however it is. Um coming in with that helps you be able to be flexible and right. kind of say, how can I take a different look at this system that is so kind of systems oriented? Um, yeah. But it does, it takes buy-in from the top down. So like yeah. the school district and the administration at Denham has been incredible mm. in terms of supporting the STEM center from the beginning, not just DSTV, but the STEM center from the beginning. Uh, and that includes us and robotics and everything that goes on with our curriculum. So supportive. Uh, and then the admin, admin at Denim now supportive of DSTV and, and what we do and the vision behind it and how we go. And, and, and without that support, mm. it's impossible for you to really be yeah. able to build something from the ground up if you don't have um, have that support. I, th I think what you mentioned is so important because I, I see it as a total positive that you don't have necessarily the traditional education <laughs> background. Mm -hmm. And you've really done this in other places and other avenues because it, it's cliche. And I think it's an incorrect one for, for some teachers where it's like, well, those who can't, they teach. Right. But that's not necessarily that's mm -hmm. not the case for you at all. And so I think a lot of times, like you said, the experience you had in some of those extracurricular extracurricular subjects in school, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, we're going to take shop class because it's easy. Yeah. We're going to take, you know, mm -hmm. uh, media class because it's easy. It's mm -hmm. an easy A. But the real world teaching mm -hmm. and, and, and things that they're getting is second to none. So yeah. I think it's awesome that you take that approach to it. I think it is such a huge balance too, because yes, there's the D DSTV side of our, what we do in our curriculum that is very like intense and like, yeah. Hey, like you, if you're going to be in this program, there's a standard, right. And that there's like, if you, you, know, you want to do this in college and beyond, this is for you. Um, but then there is the other side of our film classes where like, it, it should be fun. Like yeah. I want kids to come and enjoy our basic and our advanced film curriculum at the STEM center exactly. and, and come and, and, and have a, have a good time, right? Maybe they're not going into broadcast or, or media in any capacity, but they're going to learn something. They're going to, you know, make some good videos. They're going to have fun yep. in a different setting from maybe regular school that, you know, they may look back in five years, man, man Mr. Lombardi's film class, that just was fun. It was yeah. a yeah. fun year for me yeah. to take that. You know, so I'll have those kids, right. right? And then there's the cadence. There's the kids who are going into the industry, right? That so being able to serve both of those groups of kids, right. I think, is really important. But exactly, and like you said, it could still be fun, mm -hmm. but you're still learning and actually growing yeah. and and being challenged. Yeah, you know, to to mm -hmm. expand what you already know. Yeah, that's a big difference. It makes me excited, but also terrified for my kids to grow up <laughs> to be the high school level. Yeah, um, I'm excited for like the lessons and like the yeah. discipline of like, hey, this is. But what you say, like there there are standards in place. And I think that goes into building something out of nothing. You have to, you know, I'm not saying you're like this straight lace, <laughs> strict person. Maybe you are, I don't know. I'm in class. <laughs> been <in> class. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, setting those standards in place say, Hey, if you want to achieve something like this is what you have to do. Our, our girls just started taking tumbling class and core Jane yesterday for the first time, like her, her teacher got a little stern with her of like, you know, she was trying something, yeah. she couldn't get it. And she was like, like a good coach and leader does, yeah. you know, you has to have to speak with authority. And she just kind of like, she didn't like that. Yeah. She kind of ran to, to Brandy and, and was upset. But I'm excited for those years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm sure you're, you're leading in that same regard of like, you know, you got to, if you want to do something big in life, not even big, I won't say big. Mm -hmm. Sure. That's, that's the precedent of you can only do big things. But if you want to do something fruitful or 
um, fulfilling, fulfilling. Yeah. yeah. There has to be standards in place to do that. Yeah. You know, and you have to be stretched. Yeah. And I love that. Like even for students who say, oh, I'm not going to make a career in this, but they're stretching what they already know, exactly. you know, and it's not staying in that bubble. That's why I tell like, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, you know, you, I, I love sports watch sport, almost anything. If it's got some competitive aspect to it, I can't wait for the Olympics. I'll watch cricket. I'll watch every <laughs> single thing that goes on. I right? what's going on, but I like it. But, you know, and everybody, well, why don't you coach the boys? I love that part of it where it's like, hey, you know what? I get to be their dad at home. Mm-hmm. I like the different um, aspects of learning from a coach, how to deal with yeah. difficult coaches, yeah. how yeah. to deal with coaches you like, all that different stuff. It's just going to challenge them and stretch them. Yeah. And we didn't mention this in the intro, but this is our first guest <laughs> That's not a, a dad yet. Not a dad. And so, you know, that. with that being said, though, like, like you know, we, we made some jokes about that earlier, but... I just watched this podcast to learn about fatherhood. Little do you know you're teaching other fathers. Exactly. <laughs> you're teaching other fathers. And so True. I think, you know, it, not to over-spiritualize it by any means, but you're still investing in the next generation. Yeah. You're not fathering, but in a way, you're still being a father figure to so many. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, like I said on this intro, that has come into contact with me is like, man, we love this class, but we love Mr. Lombardi. And so it's mm-hmm. a big deal. People emulate that and take that on. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't want to answer this question for you, and I hesitated how to get it there, but you talked about your transition, coming back from Chicago and the job opportunity you had. You know, I know you were doing Paris stuff at another school, but if, if you didn't have the opportunity to come back to Denham or, or even while you did, I'm sure there was a part of you too. It's like, well, maybe I could hold out for something that's more glamorous or, or that's going to pay me more or whatever it is. Like, or I'm sure that there's been times or maybe in the back of your mind or have been presented to you clearly where you've been doing this for five years now. It's like, you got a pretty impressive resume of what you built. It's like, oh, well, maybe this is just a stepping stone or what's next. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you balance that passion over like, Paycheck or like, you know, what does that yeah. look like for you when, when you think about that? I think um, that's it's difficult because yeah. paychecks are, you know, enticing. Yeah. And it, it, I think it's faulty to say that paychecks don't matter. Oh, they do. Because they do. Absolutely. Especially you know, yeah. wanting to be a husband and a father and raise a family. Like that matters to yes. be able to provide. Yes. Um, but I think a huge thing for me, at least in my case, was I've seen the other side of of media and I don't mean that to like trash anyone who's in media or the industry but it's a very demanding very difficult industry right Um, it demands all of your time it demands all of your you know resources attention whether that be broadcasting or or think you know I've seen you people who work at LSU and LSU athletics and the demand that it takes on them to do their video work for a big brand like LSU and so being able to see that and, and think, okay, like I, I could, I think I have the skills to potentially do that. Sure. But do I want to do that? Right. Is it, is it worth, do I have the patience or the time to um, think that I would want my life to, to be that? And it, right. it's not, you know, people there do incredible work, like are unbelievably talented. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that doesn't mean it's for everyone. Yeah. And for me, it was like, you know, for say WAFB, it was like, I didn't want to be working every weekend, every night, every holiday yep. for until I'm 70. Like yeah. I just, that's not just what I want for my do. family. It's not yeah. what I want for down the road. Just not what I want. Yeah. And so um, I think it's just funny how it all kind of worked together, how God worked it all together mm-hmm. to get me into education out of media and yeah. that one stepping stone back in Chicago and then to get an offer at an incredible high school and in, in an incredible community like Denham Springs to just hop right in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's a program, start it from nothing and build it up however you want. Right. And we're going to trust you. Right. Like that's, it's a crazy scenario that like, if you, you would just think like, Oh, he's making no that way. up. Yeah. That would never happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the fact that I've been able to come here and kind of settle and realize, I, I think I'm pretty good at this. I love it. I enjoy it. Um, this is a kind of a stable life that I can build right. while also, like you said before, like the opportunity to invest in the next generation, invest in kids who are going to be adults, many of whom will stay in Denham Springs, stay locally here. Um, and not just that, oh, do they go on and crush it at LSU or wherever in right. media, but right. like, are they, are they good citizens? Are they yeah. good fathers? Are they good moms? Are they, you know, whatever they go into, yeah. um, Am I helping establish a healthy culture at Denham Springs High School and in the community here where people are going to want to be here, people are going to want to stay here, and that we're going to have impact on the community as a whole? I think that is so rewarding. Um, and we talk about vision of being able to look years ahead. I think that helps be able to say, okay, I'm not just 
I'm not just stuck here in Denham teaching DSTV. Like yeah. I actually love it and have vision for the Such good, good, the good that's with it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, people ask me all the time. I feel like, like, so like, when are you like hopping? I'm like, I have no plans to hop anywhere. Yeah. Like I'm not looking, just not here. interested. Like yeah. I'm just not. And, and yeah. That's awesome. I think that perspective is so neat yeah. that it's not that I, oh, I, I, I have to do this. No, you mm-hmm. get to do this. Yeah. It comes out in everything that you do, mm-hmm. and, it, and it flows into the people that you work with that, hey, I'm passionate about this. Your quality of life is not determined just on the, about, just on the ability and the amount of money that you make, yeah. but on the impact that you're having mm-hmm. and, yeah. and the quality you want already for your family. And I love that. I admire yeah. that. That's Thanks. big. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people listening or just in general that they feel stuck. Yeah. They they maybe chose that route of, all right, this one is going to make me more money. It's the paycheck. And then you you build a life off of that paycheck. Right. You don't feel the fulfillment off of Mm -hmm. uh, what you're doing, you know? So that that speaks volumes to anyone who even maybe who is at the crossroads of like, all right. Yeah. You know, I'm not saying, you know, you're not, you're not doing well, but it's more so just like you chose fulfillment and a a higher calling than um, what others may have. And I think too, like, you know, the money, the money can and will come, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like it, there are other ways to earn, yeah. to find, to figure out, you right. know, and, and it's not that money and salary is not important because sure. it is, but, it is. but I wouldn't want to sacrifice future family stability and future fulfillment on just a paycheck because mm-hmm. I think this is some kind of status that, you know, I may get by this job or right. look cool or, or whatever. And, and it's not that those people I'm not saying that people who do that are after those things right. um, at all. Right. Um, but just for me, it just was not, it just wasn't mm-hmm. yeah. the route I wanted to go. Yeah. And then, yeah. One of my favorite quotes, and you may have heard it, is God's will, God's bill. Oh. I, have, I, I have heard that a <laughs> few too many times. <laughs> Probably a little out of, uh, either way. Uh, <laughs> I haven't heard that. And uh, I'm not sure we might need to edit that out of the podcast. It just rhymes. That's like the only it. reason people Check say in it. the theological <laughs> accuracy of... Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeez, you got me shook, man. You never that heard that? Like, no, never I heard that. That is a total, total jab like, at, uh, you know. <laughs> so Dude, we it. have heard that. We're like, whoa. That's like, apology. Huh? Um, I'm going to have to work on a new sermon series. <laughs> yeah. We take notes. You, there's people who believe that, man. You should do <laughs> they, it. They, they, they believe that. Um, you know what? He'll provide. Yes. That's right. Brandon and I's industry, we're, we're you know, we're... <laughs> 1099 employees. We are, we got the goals. We have the, the sky is the limit, um, you know, income. We, we just have our, our definition of success, I say ours, but the, the perception of our definition of success is like, Hey, how much have you sold? How many houses have you sold? Yeah. And, you know, just, there's a lot of, um, you know, occupations in that same realm of they measure their success or what they get out of their job by how, how well their stats look or their income looks. Right. Um, in your, in your, I guess, your definition or your realm of your um, industry, what do you, what does success look like to you? I mean, what, <laughs> at the end of the day, at the end of the school year, what helps you chalk up a year as like, all right, this was a good year or it's hard to say bad year. There's good moments, yeah. and good, bad mm-hmm. moments of every year, but like what's, what's kind of a, helps you feel accomplished and makes you feel like, Hey, I'm doing something. This is successful. Yeah. I guess education's hard because you can't super quantify sure. everything yeah. as much as they'd love and want to try to test score the metric like for this the metrics and, and, the, yeah. and they just, have all their numbers. It's really, it's hard to quantify. Like I had 38 students who turned out to be good. Yeah. citizens. <laughs> like, My I goal just, this year is 38 yeah. students, <laughs> you know, and, and in 10 years I want 14 good dad. Like it's just, yeah. you can't, you can't like project it like that. And sure. so it, it, it's difficult in that perspective mm-hmm. yeah. um, to look back and say, you know, what's successful. I think, but there is that part of it where I'm like, you know, hey, so how many kids are, you know, going to maybe LSU or Southeastern to pursue, you know, yeah. media or creative careers? Like to me, I, I, that's a success, right? They have chosen that route to go or to any university or even kids who um, they don't go to college and they go straight into doing their own photography or yeah. their own business. I think I chalk that up as that's a success, right? So they're on their way in their career working. Um, that's very successful. So I, I look at, I guess, the result of, of that, mm-hmm. um, of kids who are, and I, I guess even kids who, like me, go out and do it for a little bit and realize maybe I don't want to do this or yeah. do something different. Great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I want you to do something where you're fulfilled or that you take the skills that you learned with you into something else that's a little bit different. Yeah. Maybe it's like public relations or more marketing related. 
a lot of those skills overlap. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of actual, you know, students graduating or moving on, I think that's one way to measure success. Are we preparing kids for the professional field and college? And I think that kind of helped take the burden off me in my first year where I really wanted to, I was like, oh God, I got to teach them everything. I got to, I got to get everything. And I, I had to realize that I'm just kind of passing them off to the next step of learning for yeah. them, which would yeah. be maybe a college program if they're to pursue media or into, you know, on their own. Yeah. I just got to get them to that point of passion for it where they can yeah. go into that next level yeah. and really take off and soar. I don't yeah. have to get them the whole way there. Yeah. I just got to really more than anything, give them the passion to learn and to grow in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. They can do the rest themselves and, and somebody else will then take them and, and the go. rest of the way yeah. with that. Um, as far as our program goes, I think, are we, are we growing where we need to grow in terms of, are we assessing, okay, where do we need to change with the times or adjust for how people are going to consume? But I think also it is, are we just doing the same things really well consistently? Yeah. I think yeah. that's overlooked that's a good. lot of like thinking every year we got to change how we deliver, like, but are we just being consistent in what we've been doing and mm-hmm. are the kids kind of moving through the program? Are they enjoying it? Are they growing their skills? And are we still delivering a high quality product to the community? Um, and are we impacting the culture in the high school and in the community in a positive way? I think that's a big one. That's kind of more big picture for me of, are we helping to establish a culture in Denham where people want to be here, where kids are excited to be at school? They're happy to go to the games. They're happy to be a part of extracurriculars. Right. I think it's just, you know, I had an amazing high school experience. A lot of that was the culture at the high school that was established and that was there. I think that impacts so much how a student perceives their those four years of yeah, their life. Yeah, for sure. If you have a, a bad culture at your school or it's just dysfunctional, you're not going to look back fondly and that's a really rough way to get set up. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it can be a really healthy launching pad if it's a, a, a community and a school that's um, that's healthy, excited to be there. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean it's perfect. No, yeah, sure. We're not a perfect school. We're not perfect, not a perfect community. There's always areas we can grow and do right. better. But are we providing students a healthy culture and a healthy place where they can enjoy yeah. uh, a, a four years where they look back and feel like, wow, that really set me up yeah. for whatever way I'm going to go yeah. uh, and do that. So I, I think DSTV has played a huge part in that the last five years from a big picture of kind of providing that excitement and energy back into the campus a little right, bit. And right. I view that kind of as our, one of our biggest things of we're like the front porch for the school it's online. It's a good way to look and at any, it. Anytime that people look up Denim Springs on social media or on YouTube, first thing that pops up is usually our stuff and yeah. our account. Okay. So how are we, presenting what it means to be here at Denham Springs, what it means to live here. Um, and I tell the students all the time that like, we're, we're the front door, yeah. we're the front gate of people who are looking into, you know, athletics or whatever here. And, and the, that's a, that's a big, um, thing to remember. Yeah. Maybe we right. need to start cutting Johnny some referrals. Yeah. Cause you might be getting people who are Googling move to Denham Springs. I know <laughs> and, uh, we might be reaping the benefits. <laughs> I think you know? so. so uh, you want to uh, move. Yeah. Have you seen their, their documentary? <laughs> have have you seen their high school media program? <laughs> but, have you seen the robots? They made? But yeah. it's a great point because it is so forward facing. Yeah. And I've seen how far you guys have grown it already. Like just getting to see it grow over the last five mm-hmm. years to where it's full on, Netflix level documentaries. And yeah. I told Johnny before, listen to the Brett Beard show every mm-hmm. single week. Like I'll sit there and it was a part of my weekly routine. I'd wait for it to come out so I could get ready for the game on Friday. <laughs> and so uh, it's so well, cool. I, I love facing. that. I, I love that there are people, fans out there, community yeah. members who are interested, who are watching uh, at the same time, enjoying the content, but yeah. should they, they should have pride in, wow, our high school students are doing yes. these things yeah. and that this stuff is happening here, especially families with young kids of like, okay, cool. Like there are cool things happening at this high school yes. that my kids are going to get to grow into one day that are yeah. being established right now and, and being grown out right yeah. now. Yeah. It's a big deal. And, and so with how far you guys have come over the last five years, it's a challenging question to ask, but I'm sure you're thinking about it. <laughs> you, you mentioned, you know, not having to reinvent the wheel every year that you really want to do it consistently and whatnot. But when you look at the next five years, what's to come for DSTV, the program, students? What do you, what do you envision goals-wise and plans for the next five? That is a tough question. Yeah. Um, I actually had a five-year plan five years ago when, <laughs> yeah. I got, when I got hired, and I haven't looked at that in a while. Yeah. This makes me want to go back and say, okay, what did we yeah. actually accomplish? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But I think it is important to have vision long term and yeah. say, okay, I would love to shoot for this. Maybe we'll miss it in certain sure. ways, but at least we're kind of trying to plan. Yeah. Um, there were things five years ago that I was like, we're going to do this and this. And even telling Caden that first year, we're going to do this. And we didn't do any of that Still stuff. Yeah. We went yeah. in a completely different direction and, and yeah. that was great. Um, I think live streaming is a big one mm, that okay. um, was a plan five years ago and just wasn't able to come sure, together. Sure. It's something I would love for us to work towards. I know the radio broadcast has started doing their YouTube yes. channel. Um, the biggest problem with live streaming is just the cost and the facilities are there now with sure. the new facilities. So the facility isn't really that much of an issue, but the um, equipment cost and then um, I guess just labor, you know, yeah. I can't do what we do now and run a full right. live stream broadcast. Right? right. So it would, it, it becomes, all right, can we have more staff who can come in and, and do the live stream side of it, which you know, isn't really my expertise, but we can have like a yeah. under one umbrella type thing. Yeah. Um, so I would love for us to get that kind of hammered out and, and settled in five years from now, looking back, Hey, yeah. we have like a actual live stream broadcast for yeah. all of our athletics yeah. um, that we can That'd provide for, for fans. Selfishly, I'd love it. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be great. Yeah. You know, it, I, I would love that. You know, that was my world actually in high school was broadcast. Yeah. Like live broadcast for games. Uh, I went away from that a little bit when I got to yeah. LSU, but that's originally kind of where I started and what yeah. our high school provided yeah. uh, to our community. I think it's so, a little easier for a yeah. lot of people to go out to a Friday night football game, but it's even probably the other stuff. Like it's hard on a Tuesday night with kids to get yeah. out and go to a basketball game yeah. or to go to a soccer game. Mm -hmm. But those other sports would even be probably even greater served than probably I think football. Yeah. And you can, you know, you can throw it up on YouTube, on the yeah. phone, yeah. on the TV. And, yeah. and that, that would be, I think, the next level of Love it. if we could if we could work our way there, but it just it, it'll take a lot. Takes of, some time. Uh, takes interesting planning. manpower. Interesting manpower. thing about because like coming from a business world, like we want to goals. We just we hire people to do it. And yeah. We try to. You're at the mercy of like, hey guys, public yeah. school. Like, yeah. can we? Can yes. we hire someone? <laughs> and, can we, and can we pay them well enough? Yeah, exactly. And can we? To what's the? Yeah, you're is there the someone who world. wants to be like? Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, I and mean, I've always said this that the model for DSTV is not rocket science. I, I feel like. I could go to any high school and say, if you can hire the right person, you can do these steps of establish your social media presence, start doing just videos, find kids who are interested and just year after year build it. I feel yeah. like the template is there for any high school that's trying to yeah. do media stuff. Um, but it does come down to yeah. you know, resources, resources <laughs> yeah. and yeah. just baby steps. But well, we'll put yeah. a link right here to a Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> Venmo, you can just send it straight, straight to me. Johnny. Now, this is off the cuff, okay? So okay. you can plead the fifth. But I hope we have enough time. But just when you mentioned something about, you know, kind of vision for the future, in our industry, in a lot of industries, because there's so many people doing what we're doing, we can uh, kind of create and repackage and put it out. I don't see, at least locally, a lot of high schools doing what you're doing. So how do you come up with vision, like fresh and new stuff? Mm -hmm. What's your creative process that you're like, hey, we're going to do this all access thing. We're going to do the Brett Beard show. I'm, I know those aren't novel and new ideas, but how mm -hmm. do you, and then I'm sure you got student requests too. It's like, hey, let's do this. How you filter through that creative process and make those decisions yeah. and whatnot? That's a great question um, because you're right. There are not a lot of other schools yeah. doing exactly kind of what we're doing. Um, I would love to see other schools start doing, yeah. the kids are sometimes like, oh, I don't want Central to start. And I'm like, I want them to <laughs> because it's great. It's good for them. It's yeah. good. Like I, I want yeah. other schools to start doing stuff like this. Yeah. Um, I think watching, I, I watch a lot of colleges. I watch LSU, I watch you yeah. know, SEC big school and they're kind of branding and okay, how are they doing these hype videos? How it's do cool. they do their graphics? How yeah. do they, like we do the share the W's yeah. on social media. Uh, I only started doing that because I saw Alabama was doing it a few years Alabama. ago. And I was like, that's yeah. easy content, easy yeah. clicks for us to get, for people to share, to get back to us. Yeah. We're doing right. that, Love you it. know? Um, and so I think it's just kind of having your eyes open to, okay, what are some things that other colleges or yeah. other places are doing? How can we emulate that in our own way? Um, things like all access was kind of just, I think we got, we're so heavy on football. A lot of the times I was like, I want something that is going to be educational for our kids, but that can focus completely on uh, one other program on Love campus that. and kind of give them some attention for that whole year of what is it like year beginning to year end That's for cool. girls basketball or whatever. Um, that, you know, something like hard knocks is kind of like the inspiration yeah. of that. So how do we take something like hard knocks and boil it down to, okay, what can we realistically do here cool, with what we have and uh, apply it to us? That's cool. I That's love awesome. that. Great answer. It's uh, it's encouraging and fun to think about like college years or early years and you're getting a degree. Yeah. You, you think you may know what you're going to do, mm -hmm. but you also don't know at all what you're going to do and think of where you are now of like, oh man, like 
I would have never thought I'd be where I am today. It's, it's encouraging to think about, yeah. and it can be encouraging or discouraging, however you choose to think about the next mm-hmm. 10, 15 years. And it's, it's exciting. You know, we're, we're young. Mm-hmm. We've yeah. got a lot of life left. Yeah, so we exactly. can do some really cool things with what we're doing, whether yeah. we're in the same field or, or a different field. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's awesome, man. I think, um, I'm going to go a little rogue too and ask one question. What, Please. What, do you, what would you attribute the success of, uh, DSTV too? Any sort of, does it boil down to one thing or? I think it just is buy-in. Like, yeah. I think I could have all the vision in the world. We could have all of the equipment in the world. And that wouldn't be a substitute for kids and students buying into being passionate about it. Yeah. And the and an administration in a school that is like supportive yeah. and all in and ready to help and trusts me to run it. Um, and kind of given that liberty and flexibility to build yeah. uh, without that buy-in, I don't think it could run. Yeah. Um, but especially on the student side, if, if, if we had, you know, two, three kids and it was just kind of, they weren't really excited, about it, it wouldn't be able to grow. Yeah. But the fact that our basic and advanced film classes are packed out every year where we can't, we have to cut kids from those wow. classes because we don't have enough space yeah. to the kids who are applying for DSTV where we just can't take everybody right now. And, and, you know, I told the students, we had, we had that Superdome stuff we did in December, yeah, which was awesome. just an unbelievable honor for the LHSAA to hire our kids to mm-hmm. film those videos and, and make those recaps for them. Um, I told the kids, like, it's an honor to wear this yeah. around this campus, right? It, this, cool, isn't, this isn't just everybody who gets, who has the passion and the, the excitement to do what it takes to, to do this, right? Yeah, this is yeah. hard stuff. This isn't easy. We just spent three days in the Superdome and a whole week editing. We're tired. Half yeah. of us are sick now. Like yeah. <laughs> this is not easy. Yeah. Um, but it just shows the amount of buy-in that the kids have and excitement and passion for mm-hmm. it. And, and, and I tell them all the time, like, you never know what your life will look like in five, 10 years. Yeah. Right? You may, you know, go into this industry and you may not, yeah. but either way, I want this experience to be formative for you where you take skills from this program and you use them somehow in whatever you're doing That's in awesome. life. And that you look back fondly on not just the clicks and the numbers, but the time that you spent in this program with each other. It's great, that's, the, that's the goal. Yeah, it's transcendent. That, that covers industry, that yep. covers fields. It's like, hey, wearing that, what you represent on yeah. your chest means yeah. something. You've given them ownership. Yeah. They take it on and it's next level. Yeah. That's cool, man. And it all starts somewhere. And it started, not to give you a big head, started with you saying, yes, <laughs> I'm, buying I'll into, give it to you. I'm buying into the vision. Coming to yeah. Denham Springs and we're, we're building it up. Yeah. That's it, yeah. man. That's well, it. Well, you ready it's to cool. land this plane? I think so. Some Sweet. rapid fire We're going to hit you with some rapid fire oh, questions. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Uh, just one each. Uh, don't stress. I changed mine. So Did, I just changed mine. Yeah, because I, I, <laughs> I was going to ask you a basketball question, okay. but being from Chicago, I figured your answer would be guaranteed Michael Jordan. So I was yeah. just like, I'm going to leave it out. I'm actually shockingly not a big basketball guy. Really? I grew up hockey and baseball. Yeah, Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. I asked you a Blackhawks question. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't okay. have any. So. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> going ahead. sports questions. Okay. Okay. I'm actually going to set you up. You may see where I'm going with this. Okay. And either or and take it where you want. All right. Come on. Would you rather... Canes or Chick-fil-A? Ooh, <laughs> you it. already know the answer to that, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do, but everybody else does. Canes, yeah. seven days a week. Come on, man. I actually can't eat Chick-fil-A because of I have a peanut allergy. Oh, but wow. never had Chick-fil-A. Never had Chick-fil-A. But I've been told by like my allergist, he was like, actually, the proteins and the oil, you actually can eat it. I haven't, still haven't. You got to test it now. Everybody says that. They all say that. You got to test it now. Someday, maybe. my two and a half year old has a milk allergy Mm -hmm. and his allergist said, well, if it's baked, it's fine. So, you know, you you tested it out. Oh yeah, we've tested (laughs) tested it out. out. He's He's okay. You didn't even have a choice. So yeah, you you could do this. Someday, maybe. I'll have a like a Chick Fil A party of all my friends that over, be and cool. I'll just take one bite. You should. <laughs> yeah, he did it. I'll share a quick story. Hope Please. you're okay with me sharing this. Uh, whenever we leave youth, you always had your EpiPens. Your EpiPen. They're in my you. backpack over there. Somewhere. And Brandy uh, was always a designated. My wife was a designated. Like it. he can, she can right. do it. But we're coming back from a beach trip one year. Oh man! And uh, <laughs> we were eating at a restaurant, and of course, you know, when you're with Johnny, you have to make obviously be honorable to to that. And sure, he, he asked. Yeah. Hey, do you cook things in peanut oil? And they said no. They gave me. She went back and checked. She like checked. She, she yeah. gave me. No. A, she gave me a good answer. Yeah. And I'm yeah. the kind of person. It's actually happened this past weekend. If I'm getting a bad vibe from a waiter or a place, I just won't eat. You're about I'm it. just like I'm yeah. just not going. Yeah. Like I won't do it. But yeah. she gave well, me a good vibe and uh, good yeah. vibe. She said no. We all were eating, and you could tell Johnny was in kind of a rapid decline. 
Really? I stopped talking immediately. <laughs> like, I, I knew within like two minutes, I was like, we're like he's, oh, this, this is happening. Yeah. It never happened in my life before. Wow. 20 whatever yeah. years, it had never happened. He's, we were just like, he's probably just tired, beach trip, you know, waves getting thrashed in the waves or something. And then on the way to walking to the car, he finally stops and said, hey guys, um, I think I'm having a reaction. Oh, something yeah. like that. We're like, what? Why didn't you tell us, dude? We're just sitting here joking around the table. We're in a packed restaurant on a Sunday in Orange Beach, and I'm like, I'm going to cause a scene and be embarrassed forever yeah. and be so on the did, news or something. Did Brandy stick you? No, we actually, uh, we drove to the hospital in Daphne or wherever that is on the way back, and they stuck me once I got there. Uh, we got, we're probably stressed yeah, on yeah. time. I can't no, tell No, 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 you're, you're good, you're good. But uh, there's a, a wait, uh, no waitress, a nurse who was wheeling me through the hallway of the uh, hospital and she just was like, yeah, and I just finished eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh and Jonathan, our friends, starts dying laughing. And I'm like, well, ma'am, I'm in here because I'm having an allergic reaction <laughs> to peanuts. So put that thing and away. They all started laughing in the hallway. It was, it was, yeah. it was a great experience. It was... <laughs> Glad you think that great experience. Sure I'm time. glad you not, thought it was. Great. It yeah. was uh, educational. It's a Canes. Definitely. Clearly yeah, Canes. Maybe one day. Well, I was looking back at our Would You Rather episode. If you're watching online, this is why uh, This is why I'm scrolling through my phone. But I'm just going to do it off the top of my head. All right. So, would you rather... This is your rapid <laughs> fire. Not. not that one. <laughs> okay. Not that one. Would you rather marry your sister... No, I'm going to kill you. No. Would you rather... <laughs> would you rather the rest of your life live without music... Or without any type of film. Without Did me. I answer that right? Uh, Did I ask that right? I think so. So music uh, or movies? Mu- yeah, music, music or, or, yeah, movies. That's so yeah. easy. Music. That's I, his career. I'm really not a music guy. You, yeah, he listens to the silence. Right? See, I'm or the radio. silence. No, I'm the same way. But then he r- flipped it on me and said, but imagine a movie without music. And mm. TV without music. Yeah, and all the different stuff. Videos okay, music. so that's a great point. Because speaking of all access... The documentary changes if you don't have that music with the yeah, slow motion right. highlights. Exactly, it's not the same yes. delivered. But I, I still kind of lean towards because like, you know you think about life before with just radio, but then you, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. I, it's music. Yeah, okay. I like I like movies too much. I'm just yeah. not, not a big music guy. Got you. Love Got it, you. man. Well, yeah, uh, we really appreciate your time. We do. Man. Um, yeah. we Thank you all so much in. for having me on. Speaking of January is one of the busier months for you guys, so yeah. we're, we're honored you kind of came to do that for us. Uh, came and shared your heart. I think it's encouraging. My envision of what the overarching theme was is completely different than what I think it kind of. <laughs> I love that. But I yeah, love that it went more, a different way. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of see what we title it and everything. Come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hope you guys got some value out of this. We would love for you to share it with someone you think uh, would get some value out of it. Um, give us some some likes and follow us. Follow Johnny on social media. Go follow DSTV. Yes. See the amazing things that they're doing and the uh, program that they're continuously building. Uh, and I, I think it doesn't really matter that Johnny is not. Uh, a literal father i think he was giving lessons that we can all gather all industries all parenting all ages whatever uh but yeah thank you guys for tuning in uh we we appreciate it wholeheartedly and we'll see you next time